0: Necessary Roughness. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, TJ, it's been a minute because of the holidays. You were traveling. I was traveling. Yeah, you were busy. Uh, yeah, I was I was very busy. Uh, you know, hey, Rose Bowl, National Championship, things like that. Yeah, those
1: know, are fun things. trips, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, man, it was a great <laughs> you time. You still got a nice grin on your face, uh, man.
0: I will for uh, until this time next year, until they crown someone else. Um, and who knows? Maybe it's back-to-back. Anyway, it's an opportunity for the Detroit Lions hosting a playoff game against the Rams. Obviously, there's some storylines, but let's just talk about how big this is for the city of Detroit, for Ford Field, to be able to host this game in this moment.
1: My God, I mean, it's incredible. Um, the city's been starving for this for so long, and so many ups and downs since the last playoff game, right? Since 30 years ago uh, that this team hosted. Um you know, seasons where, hey, man, we think we're going to get over the hump and then, you know, heartbreak at the end of the year or, you know, you do get into the playoffs, you know, in 14 and 16 and, you know, it's a one and done, just not quite ready yet. Um, The the hype, man, the optimism, the excitement around this football team and around this playoff game Sunday night, um, it's going to be, I mean, for it's hard to imagine Ford Field being, more hectic than it has been this year because there's been games this year the, the Broncos game the Raiders game the night oh. games that we've had where it feels like the roof's about to literally blow off of that play I mean it feels like the stadium shaking so it's hard to imagine it being even more uh you know intense than that but somehow I know it's going to be you know it, it, it feels like it's just going to be non-stop uh craziness and hopefully when the Rams are on the field um and I just can't wait, man. It's like playoff games are so fun. They're so fun to play in. They're so fun to watch. They're so fun to be there in person. Um, and this city deserves it, man. They deserve to go down there and and and, and have fun, man, and have the time of their freaking life. And um, hopefully this team can reward them with a win because there is nothing like – uh, winning a playoff football game, man—the feeling that you get after that, and and you start to really build hope that, man, maybe we yeah. can do something special this year—starts um, to sink in. So I can't wait. I mean, I, I'm going to be probably a kid on Christmas morning. You know, when, when Saturday night comes around and Sunday morning—I I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm already excited uh, as hell to get to get down there, but uh, I can't wait, man. It is going to be—it is going to be one of the best environments that I think I've ever been in you know, in person, in a stadium, in a game. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what it's going to feel like. And I hope the players can use that uh, adrenaline, you know, to their advantage.
0: So um, we always ask the question, or at least we always kind of wonder, Dan Campbell, what he's thinking in terms of, a hey, you go out there, coin flip. I know what I would want. I would want the defense to be out there. O- other than, you know, as an offensive guy, I would love to go out there, set the tone. But because of that environment, and the fact that defense you just you can go out there and just fly around you can build even more momentum in that very first possession if the rams have the ball and the defense is flying around it's a three and out whatever happens yeah it, it, and now all of a sudden you think it's going to be jacked up at kickoff now it takes it to another level now you get the ball would you prefer to be on the field first or should they defer if they win you know, the coin toss.
1: Yeah, I, I thought about this a lot throughout the week, and honestly, I'm, I'm kind of opposite of you. I think I would want my offense out there first because, this, look, this offense, I think, is going to be expected to carry this team Sunday night. They're going to be expected to go out, start fast, and keep it going the entire game. Um, a part of that, too, defensively speaking, I think that as a player – You know, when you get in these huge moments and the crowd is so rowdy and your adrenaline is flowing and pumping, I think it's easy for defensive players to kind of get out of control in a sense where you get so jacked up to go make a play uh, that, man, you're just flying around and boom, you get hit with the play-action pass or you blow an assignment or you miss something, you know what I mean? Or, or, hey, you get too riled up and you go – throw a late hit on a guy, right? Like we've seen that before. And we saw, it. I mean, the Packers game on Thanksgiving, you know, they defer the ball. I mean, loud as hell in there, right? First play of the game, Jordan Love hits a 55-yard bomb over your head, and it's like, whoa, just completely drained the building, right? So I think it is, hell yeah, if you can start the game on defense, get a three and out, I mean – You know you might set a noise record (laughs) in stadium (laughs) at that moment but for me just how I envision this game going I would like to have my offense out there I want to see Jared Goff go out there with some tempo set the rhythm uh, look across the field and say you know what if you're going to beat us you're going to have to outdo us today because offense and I even got the sense of this being down in the building a little bit this week that a lot of the offensive guys are like man we're you know we know we're going to have to score points it's going to be on us they've got a good offense Stafford's a really good quarterback good playmakers Uh, we know it's going to be on us we got to go score points so uh taking all that information and in, i feel like you know what if you win the coin toss or even if the rams win the coin toss and defer you win the coin toss and take the ball i, I would love to see this offense start the game uh, start off the game with the ball in their hands
0: is it also part that if the line when this game starts it's kicked off first quarterback you want to go on the field is jared goff and not matthew stafford Could be. I I mean mean, and and, and, and some of it, yes. Okay, the offense, they're explosive, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, all that stuff. But because of the backstory, would you want Jared Goff just simply to have the first bite at the apple?
1: I would. I think Jared Goff's been waiting a long time for this opportunity. Right. Like I think I think Jared Goff's been waiting a long time for a little bit of a payback. And look, they played a couple years ago. We know that this team wasn't nearly as competitive as they are now. I think throughout this week you know, Jared Goff with all the questions he had to answer about Sean McVay and the trade and Matthew Stafford and the things that were said on his way out and how he was treated. I don't think there's a guy more excited to get on the field than Jared Goff. I think, first of all, he just wants to start the damn game so the talk can stop. But I also think there's a big part of him that's like, watch this. You know what I mean? Like, watch this. <laughs> you know, how do you like me now type thing. Um, so, I think it would be awesome to see Jared Goff take the field first. I think that place would absolutely erupt. I I, I know a lot of talk has been, what's the you know welcoming going to be like for Stafford? Look, I don't give it what Stafford did here. It's a this is a playoff game. You know what? Those guys are the enemies. They're coming in here trying to ruin your you know potentially dream season. Screw those season. guys. Yeah, screw those guys, man. They're trying to send you home. So, um, I I think it would be great to have Jared Goff stomp out there first on the field, and uh, you know, perfect world, you know go right down, score a touchdown, and and just really, really inject uh, you know some adrenaline and some momentum into that building.
0: So let's talk about some of the matchups. I think the number one matchup for me is we know that Stafford and that group of receivers and that running game, that they're going to put up some points. But for the Lions to win this game, I really believe that if they keep Jared Goff upright and healthy, they are the Lions can outscore the Rams. And so for me, it is Jonah Jackson, Graham Glasgow, Frank Ragnow. How do they hold up against obviously Aaron Donald and a guy that's had um, you know a really nice rookie season in Kobe Turner? Like yeah. those two guys inside are 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 a great combo.
1: Yeah, Kobe Turner. I'm. I think he's a good player. Um, I went back this week and kind of watched the film, and oh my gosh, you know, eight sacks in the last seven games, whatever it is, like because it,
0: he was playing next to.
1: Well, right. Also that, but also you, when you look at the sacks, like I, I attribute sacks in a different way. You're either beating guys right off the line with a great move, or. Mm a lot of times it's, hey, you're the just Falling the guy down. to clean it up, right? And Kobe Turner, don't get me wrong, I think he's a nice player, especially being a rookie, but a lot of these sacks are coming four, five, six seconds into the play, right? Play action, passes, quarterback holding the ball up, somebody finally breaks loose, oh, long developing ET, you know, Joe Flacco drifts around the back of the end zone for five seconds, uh, gets cleaned. You know what I mean? So I think Kobe Turner's nice, but I think those stats are inflated a little bit where – He's been in the right spot at the right time. Now, certainly, I think he's a guy that you can't sleep on. I mean, yeah. he does have some nice – he does have some nice – to him now. He's got some wiggle. He's got some nice hand usage. You can tell Aaron Donald's kind of passing down his whole karate chopping, you know, butcher knives you know, yeah. that he does uh, to Kobe Turner because he does have some nice hand movement, and I think the offensive line knows that. But it's still – for me, it's it's 99. How do you how do you shut down ninety nine? And look, I think ha- having him being an interior guy sometimes is easier to slide the protection to. You right, you can park a center on his hip. You can even sometimes keep a tight end, and then now you're keeping the tackle a little bit more heavy on the defensive tackle before you bolt out. Um, there's certain ways where they can try to slow him down. Um, a big problem too, I also see. You know, with with Kobe Turner and and Aaron Donald, a lot of times, you know, these centers are so hyper to get out to go help Aaron Donald where they create so much space in the A-gap for the other guard you're kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit the other guards kind of expecting a couple side you know a sidewall there to help Well, some of these centers go out flying out now you got six seven eight feet of room you know, with a defensive tackle. I mean, that's it, a hard matchup, right? So I think uh, Frank Ragnow certainly going to have his eyes peeled on 99 this week, but a part of you also needs to say, hey, I got to be patient. I got to help. If I can help both guys, if I can stay strong in the A-gap to my right, and then if I see an inside move from 99, boom, I'm there to help. That's how you try to shut these guys down. You can't just go flying around because you're throwing, you're putting too much pressure on your other offensive linemen. It starts with them. And And look, you should be able to score points, right? You, yep. you said it. I mean, if you take care of Jared Goff and, and you give him time and you can run the ball and you get this play-action game working, uh, this I know we talk a lot about our secondary and the holes that they have. Yeah, the Rams ain't much different. The Rams have a whole lot of holes in their secondary as well. They've had a couple. Jordan Fuller, I think, was a guy got injured last week, You know, hasn't practiced this week. He's probably their top corner. We'll see his availability come Sunday. Um, but they've got a lot of holes, man. And I think the offensive line knows this. I think the offensive line knows that, This team has been built like this for a reason. When you get to the playoffs, a lot of times it's, hey, who can run the ball better? Who can protect the quarterback better? Those are the teams that tend to move on. And this is a championship-level offensive line, and I know that they expect to go. They know it's going to be a challenge. It ain't going to be easy, but I know that they expect to go out there and to continue to roll, to continue to get the ground game going and continue to find ways to give Jared Goff plenty of time to look downfield to make those plays.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this offense, and I think really what I'm looking at when I talk about those into inside two guys, like Graham Glasgow, while I know he was brought in to be the backup, he's earned the right to be a starter. I'm calling him a starter. Yeah, he's a good player. Frank, we know what this offense is able to do with Frank at the center position, and when he is is healthy, and and he's as healthy as he's going to be, um, I'm excited to see him play. The question I have is, can Jonah Jackson hold up against? Uh, Aaron Donald, or even you know, Kobe Turner in the pass game. Jonah Jackson's not, not his forte, not his specialty, is certainly not pass protection, but we all know his contract is up at the end of the year. Whether it's here or somewhere else, if he wants to increase his value, he goes out in this very first preseason game and he finds a way to, I don't want to say dominate, because I'm not going to ask you to dominate Aaron Donald, but hold your own.
1: Yeah, I think consistent he's definitely capable, capable of doing that. I think Jonah's probably an underrated player. You know, I still hear a lot of people, and, and yes, he does have a couple plays a game where it's like, man, you just mind was moving a little too fast, right? Got out of control, got out of position with your feet or your hands. Um But I think this is a good matchup for Jonah. When you look at Aaron Donald, I mean, he is kind of a – he's still got power, don't get me wrong, but he is a hand-fighting, speed kind of guy, right? He wants to get an edge on you, and he wants to kind of dip and rip around you. I think that kind of plays – into Jonah's game because Jonah has very quick feet. Jonah has really good hands. Jonah has uh, the ability to kind of mirror with some of these quicker pass rushers. Sometimes we see Jonah get in trouble is where, uh, you know, you facing a little bit of power, right? We can see him get pushed back a little bit. Aaron Donald certainly has that, but more of his game is playing kind of that finesse and speed type of game. Uh, and I think Jonah is, is it, it matches up well to what Jonah does. Um so yeah, and you're right, man, this guys know that too, right? I mean, you always know when you're in a free agent year, uh, you know, a contract year that, Hey man, this game matters. Like it, no matter if it's uh, maybe the Lions want to see how I perform before they offer me a contract or where there are 31 other teams out there, man. Somebody's going to watch this game, and this could either make me a lot of money or, you know, it could maybe change a lot of minds to say, ah, maybe he's kind of a mid- middle-tier guy instead of a top-tier guy. I think Joan is capable of being a top-tier guy, but uh, I think, you know, he's he's going to be asked a lot this week. I mean, him and Graham both, you know, they're going to be asked a lot with those defensive tackles inside. And for the most part this season, they I mean, they've shown that, uh, you know they they can hold up and you know they can perform at a high level, so I don't expect anything different
0: no i don't really either and and when when the Rams have the ball wh- how is the, the the Lions defense able to slow down this offense? How are they going to be able to match up? Obviously, you want to put pressure on Stafford. We know yeah. what happens when you put pressure on him, but you know you can't always count on that, especially with this defense. And you don't always want to have to bring that extra guy, which they've been able to do since that Denver game. I think Aaron Glenn has done a great job of calling the defense, picking and choosing times to add in an extra guy, bring a linebacker, bring somebody off the edge. But you know when you're talking about a, a – You know, it's Tyler Higby. You throw him in there along with Nakua, along with Cup. Like it's it's a formidable pass game. You don't always want to be adding in an extra guy. No, I think
1: look, it's stop. You got to stop the run. You know, if if if, these offenses are very similar to where. The, yes, Matthew Stafford can sling the ball. Yes, they have two really, really good receivers, uh, but they still want to run the ball. They still want to run the ball twenty-five times a game, thirty times a game. So where they can live in their play-action game—that's where Matthew Stafford likes to take a lot of shots down the field. When you start sucking those safeties up, when the linebackers start getting overly aggressive and opening up a lot of room, kind of that middle of that defense uh, is where that this Rams team makes a lot of hey, Just like the Lions, you know, we know when the Lions uh, a lot of times this year when their run game been shut down. I mean. They're not really built to go throw the ball 40, 45, 50 times a game. That's not how they want to win. Uh, the Rams are very similar. I think if you can stop the run, if you can stop Kyron Williams, who's averaging, you know, 95 yards a game, he's a nice little back, man. He's he's a powerful little guy and he's quick. Um, but that has to be number one. You have to try to force, and it's got to be on first down, right? I think the more third and longs you can force uh, this Rams offense into, the more creative you can get, whether it's coverage, whether it's pressure, um, you know, whether it's some exotic looks that you throw at Stafford and try to confuse him and get a free runner. We've we've seen, you know, and. and in the Giants game they had a couple free runners and he's throwing the ball up there and it's almost like man you gotta gotta take advantage of those when he gives you one so I think it's got to stop with the start with the run but also my biggest key man is this red zone defense they've been better you know what yeah. I mean we've seen a lot of chunk plays we've seen the you know quarterback Nick Mullins throwing for what 800 yards in two games I know Dak Prescott had you know over 300 yards himself but when you look at it, you know, I don't really have a problem with that as long as you keep them out of the end zone. You know what I mean? Because even that Vikings game, it's like, man, you're getting burned. Oh, my God, Nick Muller, You're on the 20 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line for me. That is black and white. How many points are you allowed? I don't give a If he throws for 500 yards, can you keep him to 20 points? Can you keep him to 17 points? That is all that matters. Can you play that bend but don't break? We're going to let up a couple big plays because we're going to be aggressive. We're going to send safeties at time. We're going to send corners at time, right? They might catch us in a a disadvantageous position where they're going to make plays. But you know what we're counting on? We're counting on, you know, the four or five sacks that we've been getting a game. We're counting on getting the couple takeaways that we've been getting every game. That's how this defense is trying to make a difference. You know what I mean? We're gonna get burned at times, but also we're gonna get ours too. We're gonna get, we're gonna hit the quarterback a couple times. We're gonna get a couple picks. We're gonna get a couple uh, you know, sack fumbles, right? I think that's kind of the trade-off when you look at, man, we're letting up all these chunk plays. Okay, we're also hitting the shit out of the quarterback. We're also getting a couple yep. interceptions. Like, you know what I mean? For me, that's a good that's a good trade-off because as long as you can keep teams out of the end zone, I'm totally fine with it. So I think defensively, look. How are they going to play these guys, right? Are we going to see more of a man coverage? Are we going to see more of a zone coverage? Are we going to see more of a three-safety look like we got a little bit last week against Minnesota with uh, CJ coming back? I don't know what that's going to look like, but I think Aaron Glenn has to stick to what he's been doing the last four or five games, which is being kind of a 50-50 pressure-slash-coverage type guy because we've still seen at times when they decide to send four guys quarterbacks still have a lot of time yep. you know what I mean that's so you, four guys. you have to They're they're still kind of str- not at a consistent enough level so I think if you're Aaron Glenn this is no time to change anything I'm thinking first third down man I'm telling my defensive backs hey hold on for three seconds because we're freaking sending the house you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I think that's how you have to approach the game and that's how you try to have to have to try to set the tone uh, against this Matthew Stafford and against his Rams offense
0: all right so hey it's win or go home all right Lions Home playoff game, NFC North champs. The banner was up uh, at Ford Field for that last game against the Vikings. Uh, what is putting everything that we just talked about together? What's the recipe for the Lions to win this game?
1: Recipe, I think you you got to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides. I mean, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to protect. And look, defensively, if you can slow down uh, this Rams rushing attack. Uh, it's good. you're going to make it a lot easier on yourself. So I think for me, number one is control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Obviously, playoff games, everything seems to be magnified. Every little mistake that maybe you made in the regular season, you said ah, I'll get it fixed. Those things can really bite you in the ass and be the reason why you're either moving on or why you're going home. Um, so you know the little things, the details, the the uh, you know the the concentration, the focus level uh, needs to be turned up a little bit. And look, situational football, like it's it always comes down to situational football, right? Who's better on third downs? Who's better in the red zone? Who's, who's scoring touchdowns rather than field goals? And the all-important turnover battle. We know that this offense, man, when they're taking care of the football, they score a lot of points. The games where, you know, things have gone sideways and gone downhill a little bit is where we get the fumble and then the interception and then another interception, right? You can't have that, uh, especially, you know, in the playoffs. I don't care who you're playing. So situational football needs to be at an all-time high. And look, Dan Campbell, like stick true to your identity too. You know what I mean? Uh, We've seen the reason why you're, Got the 12 wins. We've seen a reason why this team loves you so much is because you put so much trust in the players. And if it's a fourth and two, you're saying, guys, I'm trusting you. Go out there and play. Go out there and, you know, go out there and convert. I'm putting it all on you guys. Don't change now just because the playoffs, everybody's going to feel a little more pressure. But you got to understand, you got to stick to what got you here in the first place. And if you're Dan Campbell, man, stick with that aggressive mentality, right? I think there's a chance to take points early in the game. Right. Maybe you want to get on the board a little bit. Maybe you want to kind of yeah. at least get some momentum on your side. Um, but if there's a fourth and one at, you know, the 40 yard line or something, go for that. Like Go yeah. for it, man. This is a agree, Like yeah. Go for it, man. Not Try saving to make it for a anything. Yeah. Stick true to your identity. I think what got you here is what's going to continue to uh, get you to even better places.
0: I agree with you. Um, and it's it's about how the offensive line. For the Lions defensive line for the Lions could c- control the line of scrimmage. If you control the line of scrimmage, you're gonna c- control the tempo of the game, you're gonna you're gonna win time of possession, you'll win field position battle, all of those different things, all of the other things that we talk about that determine the outcome of a game, turnovers, everything that we talk about can be settled if you just own the line of scrimmage. More times than not. Now, sure, there is is there an outlier? Yeah, but in the in the NFL playoffs. If you do the basics, if you are good at controlling the line of scrimmage, you're going to win a lot of, of games up front.
1: Yeah, and that's the last thing I would say. Set the damn tone, man. Throw yeah. the first freaking punch. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of questions around this team. Oh, not a lot of playoff experience. Oh, we don't know how they're going to be able to handle it. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. you can get to a game and be like, okay, let's go feel it out first, right? Let's feel out the tempo. Let's feel out the speed. Let's feel out the intent. No, screw that. You be the one to go – because the Rams, guess what? They don't have a whole lot of players still left on their team from two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl either. They got a whole bunch of guys that have never been to a playoff game either. Go show them what a playoff game looks like. You know what I mean? You got everything on your side. You got your – in your own stadium, Sunday night. You got your home crowd, uh, right? You got guys with – Playoff experience on this team. Jared Goff, Taylor Decker, Graham Glad, CJ Gardner. John, you have to go lean on those guys. But go out there and set the freaking tone. You know what I mean? Punch him in the mouth. Whether it's offense, defense, that takes the field first. Like you should be walking off the field after that first drive just staring at the side, Ram sideline just like, let's go. Yeah. Let's, go. let's go. Let's yeah. go. This is going to be all damn day. Let's go. Throw the first freaking punch.
0: Well, TJ, I'll see you down there. My wife got me tickets, so we're going to be down there Sunday night. I know, obviously, you're going to be on the sidelines working. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It's going to be loud, uh, and uh, hopefully we get uh, why not get another home game, but hopefully we get another game this year.
1: Man, I can't wait. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep this weekend. <laughs>
0: I'm so damn <laughs> I'm excited so sad, already. I know, I know. Well, hey, uh, we'll make sure uh, because of the holiday on Monday, most likely we will come to you on Tuesday uh, with a new podcast. Uh, but have enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Hopefully, Alliance playoff home victory, first one in 30 years, uh, or home playoff victory, first one in what, 32 years, um, if that happens. But uh, we'll talk to you next week on Necessary Roughness.